0: I'm Mike. I'm Dave. And this is Between the Lines. And we're back. Thank you. (laughs) All right. That's enough. I mean, calm down, calm down. uh, No, I mean, seriously. Seriously, it's okay. Too, it's, All you right.
1: Can, you can shut up now. It's, it's too much. I mean, thank you. I mean, thank you. I mean, uh, oh, you guys are. It's just, just. All right, shut up. I haven't gotten that much applause since I uh, used to strip down at Show and Tell on <laughs> weekends.
0: Man, that was officially like you said. That was officially more people clapping than have ever listened to the <laughs> yeah. podcast.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I i was trying to pick out some of the claps because i was trying to remember some of the people just yeah. from you know you can tell yeah you know, i mean that deep guttural clap yeah, versus yeah. that you know fish clap or you know whatever you know <laughs> some people might have the, the clap the golf clap the golf clap the golf clap the tiger clap the tiger or or if we're beatniks you know the you know the finger clapping the snapping snapping snippety snap Anyway,
0: well um, that's it for today, folks.
1: Join us next week. <laughs> so join us next week. Our, no, seriously, seriously. No, I mean <laughs> that is the world's longest clap MP4. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean we could
0: have could have went with that's more realistic. Yeah, that's
1: probably yeah. <laughs> that's more realistic. That's what the people are the, doing right now as they you listen. Yeah, like
0: okay. Yeah, it was funny. Good, good. let's let's move on
1: <laughs> all right you made your point
0: <laughs> so um, last podcast uh, we talked about stuff what do we talk about um, uh, boy i
1: can't even remember it's been we, so long we talked about the idf yes that's what it
0: was we talked about um, the ongoing conflict uh, in israel they 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 did um There is
1: a current ceasefire.
0: There is a current ceasefire. How long that will last. You know, that lasted a few years. The last ceasefire uh, lasted a few years. Um, It's an ongoing joke, but I always say they've only been fighting for 2,000 years. It can't be much longer, right?
1: You know, the one thing I I was actually kind of impressed with is that uh, President Biden actually came out and said is that uh, we stand with Israel's. Right to defend itself, so he even though he's been flip floppy, yeah, the, the flippity floppity on stuff
0: that's the those are the sound bites he's putting out, yeah. but his actions yep, yep, say something completely well, different, even
1: more so, like the the extended family, so to speak, like the administration as it goes down and trickles down. have you ever seen
0: in the United States the level of support for Hamas and other terrorist groups like that no? like, like we see nowadays. Like, I I mean, I, there's always been an underlying, uh, you know, minority of people that support Palestine. I get that. Um, and I have no, I have no qualms. If you, if you feel that Palestine should be of its own sovereign state and things like that, I have no qualms with you believing that. Um, but violence is never, uh, never a way to get there. Um,
1: Yeah, the thing they continue to leave out of the narrative consistently is that uh, Hamas has never been pro-Palestinian, period. They may be comprised of Palestinians, but they're, you know, if you really dig into what Hamas is, Hamas, it's been noted by a number of researchers that Hamas pays people rewards, monetary rewards, to throw themselves physically at the idf and mm-hmm. put themselves in the well, they, way
0: their their objective is to make israel look as bad as possible oh, they're yeah. not pro-palestine they're just anti-israel and they're
1: just third the tip of the iceberg hamas is just the one in the news right now yeah hezbollah, hezbollah and some others you and,
0: know um, there's another one i can never remember there's a there's a very prominent group i can never remember um, the name of them. I'm not even going to bother to try because I know I'm not going to. But. Well,
1: not for anything, but Hezbollah actually tried to get in on the action. Yeah. Early, mid last week, they actually launched, what, about three to seven rockets from Lebanon yep. into the northern tier of Israel. Jordan
0: got in on it. I think I think I read uh, Iran launched an unmanned armed drone. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's, there's one thing I think that all of this has uh, – there's a common denominator, and everyone that's participating has received aid from Iran, even from the u s like we've we've given so much money to iran yeah it's it's ridiculous,
1: and Iran's not hurting for money I no. mean they might be see the thing of it is is that they may be. In some regards, hurting from some of the sanctions that have been in place for a number of years, you know, preventing them from being able to purchase certain things outside the country and whatnot. But in the grand scheme of things, I mean, if you compare like the Palestinian people versus the Iranian citizens, you know, there's a world of difference in terms of how those people are treated. But I mean, there's there's a lot of story. That tends to get neglected because you kind of start lumping people into one category. If you're Palestinian, you're sure. obviously Hamas. If you're Israeli, you're obviously IDF, and blah blah blah. So you get into these stuck into these narratives that really don't give a clear picture as to what's going on,
0: yeah, and it doesn't really um, it doesn't really give do justice to the history of what's actually no. going on. You know what I mean? There are legitimate I don't like to I don't like to side with 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 these kind of arguments, but there are some legitimate, you know, arguments to be made that, you know, yes, the, the Israel was was under British rule when it was given to, um, you know, the Jewish people as a nation state for them to stay. But should Britain have been there to begin with? Yeah. You have those arguments. Um, was it theirs to give away? Um, you, you know what I mean? There, there, there's legitimate arguments to be yeah. had. Um, and all of those arguments, that, you know, the debate should should be had, but you, not at the tip of a sword. You, you know what I mean? That, yeah. And I think that that's, uh, you know, always going to be our stance here. So I don't want to belabor that point. But um, as a result of the fighting in Israel, there has been an uptick in anti-Semitic uh, violence in the United States um, across the entire country. Um attacks in New York um, I saw attacks uh, in
1: la I believe Florida Florida Florida, Florida. Florida. um th- there's just they're reporting uh, it's been it was like a four forty percent uptick in normal yeah
0: and I don't get that like I don't I don't understand like if your problem is with Israel have a problem with Israel like Israel doesn't mean all jewish people y-
1: yeah. you know i well even even so i mean even if you have a problem with israel you can't take issue with every single person in the country because i mean it's again like we talked about last week it's a nation state yeah do i particularly approve of everything the us does no
0: exactly that's you know that's point. the whole
1: point of this podcast is that we we don't agree we don't agree <laughs> we don't agree primarily yeah we tend i mean we try to you know show that we disagree equally with you know what goes on this isn't a you know biased train ride here yeah that no we're going on but there's
0: i mean there's a there there's a conservative grain yeah you know that runs through this even even through because i mean scott's scott's independent but he's he's pretty i like to say we're socially socially kind of liberal but you know, politically and physically conservative uh, for the most part. And I get I'm painting with a wide brush. But uh, to that point, well, there's a lot of stuff that we don't agree on. Um, and even Jesse, we were we were talking in the in the group. We still talk with Jesse uh, quite, you know, uh, sometimes not, not as often as we used to. But he's got his own things going on in a whole nother state. So that's why. But we were talking with Jesse the other day. And even he said, like, yeah, we don't. Uh, him and I, uh, are, I think the furthest apart of all of us in the group. I'm, I'm pretty far right compared to him and he's pretty far left compared to me, but, and we've had some doozies of arguments, but we always end up getting along and we talk about it and, and see, we see the validity in each other's points and then we move on. You know we've made each other's points and once you and it comes down to this i think with any argument once you reach an impasse and you know that you're you're not going to change the other person's mind and they're not going to change your mind then why do you keep beating your head up against the brick wall over and over again and i think that's where this palestinian uh israeli um thing goes that we're trying for a two-state solution but like George W. Bush came out the other day, and he said that a two-state solution is just very complicated. Uh, you've got a, a cornucopia of different uh, ethnicities and religions and um, cultures and all that stuff on two different sides within one different state. It's kind of like what we're going on, what's going on here in the United States right now, yeah. is we've got two different cultures. <clears throat> living in one nation we've got a a 50 50 split of progressive hard hard left progressive liberals and i wouldn't say that it's 50 50 this way but the perce the perception of american politics i guess we'll put it that way is that we're split 50 50 between uh hard left progressive liberals and hard right conservative um whatever
1: thing that interests me with regards to, <clears throat> aside from, you know, there's, there's a number of different reasons why people in the U.S. stand so firmly with Israel. Um, some of it has to do with uh, Christian Judea, G- Judaistic teaching sure. uh, that just intercorrelates those two societies and cultures together. The second part of that is, is from a political standpoint, they were one of the most established democracies in that part of the world. I mean, in, in other words, you know, we've always debated, you know, the U.S.'s involvement in terms of policing the world, but at the same time, we always felt to some degree, I've always personally felt that to some degree, the U.S. is responsible for promoting democracy sure. and freedom in general throughout the world, you know? And I think, from you know, if you look at that in the context of World War II, I mean, we made a pretty plain statement about that, you know, mm-hmm. where we were willing to put Men, you know, on lives the front, on the lives line. on the line for you know that ideal, you know, to free France, to free Poland, to free well, Germany. Even to that yeah.
0: point, we throw, we we just threw bodies. Yeah, at literally. you know, on D Day, we literally just a million soldiers. We just, just threw, overwhelmed them, overwhelmed them, because that's the only option we had. There's yeah. the only the only option we had was to just so many people that they couldn't possibly keep up and. and they, I don't want to be morbid but soldiers were literally crawling over dead yeah. bodies to attack the Germans well, on like, D-Day.
1: It, the quotes from even like a lot of the Japanese Admiralty during World War II, you know, when they bombed uh, Pearl Harbor, there were a number of quotes that, you know, came to light after the fact that they had become aware of the fact that they awoke the beast, so to speak. The famous
0: quote was, I believe that all we did was awaken a sleeping giant.
1: Yeah, and quite literally, I mean, because the U.S. at that time, had just, you know, like you had pointed out, tried to stay pretty neutral Mm -hmm. uh, uh, with regards to a lot of foreign affairs. But, you know, when you have something as as drastic as World War II, where, you know, there's the potential that freedom could, you know, The fight was going to spill into the United States at some point, so they had to act first. Yeah, Um, better to
0: fight in your yard than mine.
1: But what what I was getting at before I went off onto that that little rabbit trail is that the Israel, I mean, there's, I mean, aside from religious reasoning, aside from political reasoning, um, you know, there's there's probably monetary reasons why a lot of people believe Israel has important, you know. Relevance to that part of the world too. I mean, if you think about it, is like a world in flux, is not a world that's profitable. Yeah. If you think of yeah. it in that context, and so if you have a point of operation in that part of the world, now, granted, there are some countries that are a little bit more. I think Jordan, Jordan by and large has been pretty solid. Uh, Egypt, for the most part, except for their occasional <laughs> crises. Yeah. They're the you you know? they're
0: usually the ones um, throughout history that kind of bring this. Palestine-Israel thing back to, you know, kind of get it back to an ebb and flow again. Things get out of control and they just kind of...
1: Yeah, well, interesting. Like A lot of these countries that kind of play that middleman road or middleman job, I guess you would say, you'll you'll notice that their populations are pretty diverse as well. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there's a pretty diverse Islamic, Christian, um, you know... um, you know, you name it. You oh, know, yeah. And I'm not even talking religious, the ethnic uh, diversity there is pretty broad as well. So, I mean, they they've come to a point where they've, you know, because of their exposure, whether it be forced or whether it be natural exposure mm-hmm. to the large number of ethnicities that now live in those countries, they've had to cope. They've had to learn how to cope. Otherwise they're always in chaos or they're always in flux, so to speak. I yeah. mean, Look at a lot of the West African countries, you know, mm. how quickly militant groups rise up under a president, you know, to so well, anytime so,
0: there's a power vacuum, yeah, somebody's going to s- fill that s- void.
1: Yeah. Take the capitalist, which is, yeah, which <laughs> in is a manner of speaking. I mean,
0: that's, you know, that's a good way to look at it. Like anytime when you, when you talk about world power, you're never going to, you're never going to decrease the amount of power no. in, in the world. It, it, it just all it does. It's like Newton's law. There's only there's only so much power uh, in, in in the world. And it seems like when when it gets moved off into another yeah. in words, it's only a matter of time before it violently clashes yeah. back into place uh, to, to that point. I mean, um, Afghanistan, they're talking about pulling troops out of Af- Afghanistan and, and George W. Bush, former president and other. Uh, world leaders are saying, hey, well, let's pump the brakes. I don't want to you can't just yank out of there and leave a, a, a void or you're going to have what happened in Iraq um, or um, in Syria where the, you have the, uh, the formation of ISIS and other all these yeah. other groups. That So to, to the capitalist point, power in the world is, is very capitalist, even in communist countries yeah. that when 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 there's an opportunity or, a, or an open market somebody is going to swoop in there to take that market and take that power.
1: Well, it's just like, I mean, I'm not a pro-Russia person. I Mm -hmm. mean, in the sense of, you know, what their politics look like and what they have generally been consistently guilty Mm -hmm. of over the last (laughs) however many years. But still being said, you know, uh, I look at the Chechnyan incidents that happened quite a few years, and they're still happening today. Sure. Um, You know, there were you know, there's a diversity of ethnicity in that part of Russia's world, you know, to the point to where a lot of um, terrorist groups have, you know, risen up from the ashes, and so to speak, and, you know, we've criticized Russia for going in and attacking, you know, when, granted, there have been people there, it's always the same thing, they They tend, the world news always tends to focus on the people in the middle, which get caught in the middle, which I think should never, we should never lose light of because they're really, the people that get caught in the middle tend to not have, they tend to have very neutral um, relations to the groups there. They just kind of ebb and flow, you know, it's like go with the flow, Mm -hmm. you know, whoever's in control, I just keep my head down and try to provide for my family or yep. whatever the case be. And that I would imagine, you know, without getting into details, it's probably the general overall consensus from those that get stuck in the middle of these situations. And in this particular case, the Palestinians, you know, there, there is a huge segment of that population that is just stuck in the middle. Um, and interesting enough, I, I was, you know, if you look at some of the commentary that's coming out of this whole situation, there, there are Muslim um, Palestinian um, citizens of Israel that are coming out in defense of Israel, but they're the ones that aren't spoken about so broadly because oh, yeah. I, I can't remember the gentleman's name, but he came out in defense of what Israel was doing, uh, in light of what Ocasio Cortez and her BS uninformed yeah. opinion comes out with every so often. But, um, you know, he, this, this guy is a Muslim. He's like, I'm a doctor, I'm a Muslim. I'm a citizen i'm I think he said he was Palestinian. I might be wrong on that part, but still the fact is is that we talked about this before is that there is a huge segment of that population that isn't Jewish. Yeah, so I mean, this is not you know the what Hamas is doing, and then this is the thing that they kind of they're trying to get away from there There are a number of terrorist groups in the world with different reasonings for why they're there. Um, you know, you think of the Taliban, the Taliban kind of rose out of the ashes of the whole Russian invasion that happened back in the 80s. And we kind of helped create that whole mess because of our support of uh, Osama bin Laden and yep. his fight against them. But, you know, their their purpose has kind of evolved over the last couple of years to where it's a hate against the Western world in general. Whereas Hamas is very explicitly in, you know, if you watch any of the news articles, like right before they started uh, launching rockets into Jerusalem recently, there is a gentleman who was doing a public speech and he was talking about how you can, you should cut them from ear to ear and should use a knife. And he was talking specifically about Jewish people. If you encounter them, just attack them. And so, and that's what we're trying to, we're kind of getting to here today is, you know, this this whole thing that Hamas is pushing is spilling over into the US.
0: Yep, because that's the point. Yes. That's what they want across the world. This, this is this is about Israel, but this is this is the underlying theme here is this is about Jewish people. this is yes. about hatred for the Jewish people. and it and this the the launch the rocket launches in Jerusalem were only, I believe, a catalyst to get the division started. It starts an argument about because they knew as soon as uh, Israel, launched back, they knew because they hide out in civilian centers, they knew as soon as there was retaliation that they could point to what Israel was doing and say, oh, this is bad, bad, bad. Look what they're doing um, and make it look bad. And then that would sow division and arguments across the world. Now what you're seeing in New York and L.A. and Florida are attacks on um, Jewish citizens and um, just everyday people living in America that just happen to be Jewish are being attacked. People are saying, fuck you and die Jews. And I'm going to rape your wife and, and all kinds of other nasty stuff. There was a incident. I want to say it was in Tennessee, but it could have been in Texas. Um, I'm not clear on that, but there was a gentleman that just happened to be in the area and they saw this happening. There was a truck with a Palestinian flag flying from the back of it. And a bunch of um, gentlemen jumped out of the truck and found a Jewish family eating dinner and started yelling at them. And, and the, the, the father got his family behind him and was trying to protect his family but couldn't get any far. And it, it was this close to escalating when a, an American citizen with a concealed carry drew his weapon Good. And, and protected that family. And They took the, the Palestinians took off, I call them Palestinians, but only, I only say that because they were flying the flag. They're sympathizers. It's
1: not necessarily Palestinians because the thing of it is, I, it's, it's hard to say who's involved. I I actually, this thought crossed my mind with regards to Antifa and everything. I wonder if like, there's a lot of cross-sectionalism that's happening with regards to a lot of these protests. So is you know, as Antifa comprised of a lot of these Palestinian sympathizers. And not Black to say Lives that Matter. they're necis- necessarily Palestinian by birth or ethnicity, no. but they're, but you sympathizers. know, but, you know, they're running with this and using it as an excuse to just cause, Just you know, piling it on is what exactly. they're
0: doing there. The, the, especially Black Lives Matter, they're always looking for new victims. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? They're always looking for, you know, another boogeyman somebody to join the ranks as well exactly that's what i mean they're always looking for their next their their next recruitment video or whatever and they came out in support of palestine in this last incident they put out a statement and said um you know we're against any kind of oppressive colonialism um and so we're for the free we're for a free Palestine or whatever.
1: Well, if you want to, this this story just happened a day ago. There was a professional soccer player. He plays for a team called the New York Red Bulls. Okay. It's like in it's like the Kicks you gives know, you they, wings. It, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> gives you wings. Um, no, I I think it's like an indoor soccer league. Okay. Uh, sort of Philadelphia had one called the Kicks, but they were absolutely atrocious, by the way. <laughs> but anyways, long story short, um, he was actually he was leaving a game where he was, uh. After a game, it was on Thursday night, and he said a, a group of six to eight Palestinian men. This is how he described them as Palestinian men. There's no um, confirmation as to whether they were Palestinian or not. But anyways, the guy's name's Luca Lewis. He plays for this team. Uh, they came up to him and they asked him. Uh, they said, "Are you Jewish?" The the one guy asked me if I was Jewish. Jewish. He said. I paused for a moment in confusion and thought about. And then when I saw them with withdrawing knives, I then answered them, no. The guy looked at me with such disgust in his eyes and said, good. As I started walking away, I got extremely angry and felt like I had to say something. So Lewis continued. So I turned back around and said, what if I was Jewish? And uh, Lewis then writes, the group of men walked up to him and the person who asked the original question threatened the soccer player. I'll beat the effing sh- shit out of you and kill you. Um, so this, this is... If anybody's trying to defend these people, they ought to be locked up alongside. That's what of, I'm saying. Uh, there, there is nothing nothing on this green earth that could justify this this type of mentality or this type of activity. I don't care how how oppressed you feel you've been. This is not right. No. And, you know, something I, I was reading an article and I was just like, you know, you do realize people out there doing this is that there are good Samaritan laws that allow us gun toting citizens that believe in the freedom of individuals to defend somebody. If Absolutely. we feel that they are in a situation that they can't defend themselves. If
0: I feel another citizen is in immediate threat of immense bodily harm or death, I'm, I'm getting involved. That's just, that's my, that's, I feel like that's my duty as a, as a citizen carrying a weapon. I'm, i I take it upon myself to defend those that can yep. and that's and that's what it means to be American I think I just And, I th- and
1: just to make this clear I mean the, the sad thing about it is that it seems like there is just a preponderance of hypocrisy when it comes to the defense of Jewish people in general you know we know what they went through through the holocaust and I know that they're not the only people in ethnically speaking because we just covered the oh, Weigers, sure. and you know there are many others that we can cover in that regards but That being said, I've never met or I've never seen one specific group of people that have been treated with such disdain, even in light of what they have experienced in their life. Usually, you know, people will see that as, you know, (laughs) I don't, I don't know what I'm trying to look for here, but you you would think that would imprint itself upon an individual to the point where you like, you know, haven't they suffered enough for this kind of thing? It's like, you know what? What justification is for you? Is there for you to do or think this way?
0: And that's the whole purpose. That's the whole purpose for Israel, is because, uh, because of the Holocaust. Th- I mean, throughout history, I can't think of another group of people that have been persecuted more f- over, and over, and over 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 again. I mean, you have groups of people, uh, to to your point, that you have groups of people that are... There's been genocides, there's been quote-unquote cleansings, there's been racial tensions and things like that, but it just seems like history repeats itself yeah. with the Jewish people yeah. over and over and over again, from Islam to... Or from... Islam. From Egypt to Germany to... Crystal Knock to, yeah. you know, just over and over and over again. It just seems like, I, I don't know, it just seems like over and over and over again. These, these poor people are put through. Well, hell. if
1: you look at uh, if you look at the reasoning behind the Killing Fields uh, in in Cambodia back during the fifties and sixties and on upwards, uh, Pol Pot's reasoning, and and remember this their their whole reasoning for them having killed as many people as they did. During that period of time, and it was their own people, mind you. The Pol Pot was committing acts of atrocity against other Cambodian people. I mean, the, these were their own killing, their own essentially. But they were targeting people of educational status, which means teachers, doctors, lawyers, people that had any wealth or any kind of uh, status or influence in the country on any level. They were trying to eliminate them because in communist, in, in hardcore. Communist theology and I call it theology because mm-hmm. they worship it like a you know, anybody yeah, would worship their god. So absolutely. don't don't let them persuade you into thinking that this is anything less than that. But anyways, long story short, is that they were trying to eliminate any potential of anybody speaking out against the government movement. The difference with how the Jewish people were treated, and I would also say that I would say a good comparison is the Weigers in regards to how they're being treated, um, is that There's a separate entity, a government entity. In this case, it was the Third Reich that was looking at the Jewish people in the light of being. It wasn't even just that they saw them as a threat. They saw them as just trash. Yeah, I mean, essentially is what it came down to is that, you know, Hitler being Jewish by by birth himself to some degree, um, you know, felt that it was necessary that Jewish blood be just wiped out off of the face of the earth. Um, mind you, there has never been an incident where the Jewish people have tried to con- conquer the world. You know, I—that's what I can't get through my head—is that you have this people that have basically been spread to all corners of the earth because you have really big Jewish populations in Russia, you have big Jewish populations in Poland, you have big Jewish populations in the U.S. You have—you have Jewish populations they just all across everywhere. Every yeah, and um, you know, but you know to your point because of the holocaust they felt that the best means by which to defend themselves was as a centralized nation as a to have their own land their ability to defend themselves and from that perspective i don't see how you could argue with that i don't see how you could have a problem with that based off of just the litany of examples that you can pull from history in which they were treated in one way or another um and the same thing goes for any other group that has been basically put under, div- put under a thumb, so to speak, of some overarching group or whatever the case be. But when it boils down to it, what's going on right now in the U.S., in these, in these little fights and these things that are – these little mob riots that are breaking out randomly? This is just sheer unadulterated hate, whether or not it's being done by Palestinian people – doesn't really matter. It, that doesn't matter. It's the fact that it's a centralized. It's a. It's a focused hate on a singular group of people for whatever the reason.
0: Yep. Simply for being who they are. Yeah. Simply for being that that that's the whole reason why they want to be that want them to be eliminated. Um, one last point, uh, and then we'll we'll wrap we'll wrap this one up for, for today. Um, but I I, I said the other day that if Hamas, and really in general, any of those terrorist groups, Hamas, Hezbollah, any of those groups, if they were to lay down their weapons tomorrow, there would be peace. It would be done. It would be over. Israel, if Israel tomorrow laid down all of its guns and gave up all of its weapons, there would be genocide.
1: Yeah, there would.
0: And that's the difference here. You're talking about a people that simply want to exist. All they want to do is exist peacefully without war and another people that doesn't want them to exist. That's what we're talking about. And I think the people that want to simply exist have a right to exist and a right to defend their right to exist. Yeah. And everyone else has also that same right to exist, but you don't go poking. You you know what I mean? So, I really think that Israel is 100% justified. That's probably my white privilege and my uh, American ignorance uh, coming out, but uh, the way I see it is they have a sovereign nation. Where's Palestine?
1: It's on the southern border of Israel. Of Israel. Yeah.
0: It's part of Israel. Palestine does not exist as a country. No. So... It's a state of Israel. Yeah. So that's like Pennsylvania saying, I want to be free.
1: Yeah. And no, I mean, and yeah, a lot of people would look at this. It, one, one thing that's interesting is that, you know, I'm finding that there are a lot of people of Jewish descent. Now, and here's the thing is that um, it, it, the the population of Jewish people that are, I would say, pure blood from jewish lines is a little bit harder to find than it is you know because of so much intermarriage and everything throughout the years which is just the natural how things happen sure um, but there are large there are groups of jewish people that are fighting for a free palestine that believe in a free palestine there are people on that side of the argument but I would hope, and I, because I'm not informed enough on this to make a statement about it, but I would hope that these people are not making a defense of what is happening to Jewish people at the expense of, yes. you know, force said, you know, Palestinian state or whatever the case be. Um, that being said, you know, y- you can have, you can look... You can have all the facts in front of you. I said this to somebody, you know, a couple days ago. I said, you can have all the facts in front of you, but it really still does boil down to how you interpret those facts and how you look at them. And quite honestly, we have enough in front of us to know what's going on there. Mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of details there, and you know, truth be told, there are a devil in the there is a devil in the details. But we have enough facts to know that this is a, a complete and utter abuse. Of, you know, this idea of freedom. You know, if you look at, you know, if you look at the revolution, we fought to become free from Britons, but we didn't mistreat Britons. No, we didn't go in and rape their daughters and rape their mothers although are there kin- instances sure. where that may have happened sure. absolutely but by and large that was not the message because that's not by on large what was happening yep. what was happening is that people wanted to be able to be free they wanted had britain made some consensus you know had britain been willing to work with the colonies instead of like being king george the yep. third and putting their foot down and saying you know you know my rule is the end of you know, and now and now the king has about as much power as, yeah. you know, a I, talk show host,
0: you know. Ironically, it, the it, Kardashians have more power than Exactly. Queen Elizabeth, Queen Elizabeth, so, I
1: mean, uh, weird change of events. I mean, they're still culturally re- relevant, but they don't have any political relevance in the grand scheme of things. But point being is that when we fought the Britons, we fought them. And, you know, I think about it, you know, even in terms of how wars were fought. It wasn't until we went to guerrilla tactics that we really started to win the fight because, you know, everybody knew that the British were the most well-trained armed force on the face of the earth, and they fought in fashions that were like what you would see back in medieval days when— you know soldiers fought on a field of battle and you saw who you were up against and there wasn't some random guy hiding in the trees you just clashed yep. uh, in the middle and that's how essentially they fought these battles is but with guns you know and yeah uh, and it was a little bit more you know in all
0: honesty it was a little bit more noble yeah oh um,
1: much more so
0: and you didn't have civilian casualties because no. there was there was a battlefield Yep, yep, and you lined up on a battlefield, and that's where the that's where the battle was fought. Oh yeah, there was and, decorum. Yeah, and anything outside of that was considered uh, ungentlemanly. Oh yeah, and, and you know that you would be dishonored for disrespecting the enemy. Yep, which was it's it's odd to think about now because the way we fight war now is, you know, dogs going at it in darkness, you yeah. know what I mean? It's just yeah. spray bullets and, and pray you don't hit civilians, you know?
1: Well, it depends, too, on the group fighting. I mean, sure. if you think about it, it's like, I mean, you know, for all the accusations have been lobbed at Israel throughout all this, there are numerous stories of Israel taking steps to avoid
0: how many times casualties. Do, how many times do um, nation states call ahead? Bef- yeah, I mean, never, I mean that's
1: unheard of. I mean that's unheard of. Never heard of that. And, and just to put that into perspective, imagine if we called Hitler and said, yeah. "Hey, by the way, tomorrow we're going to invade it, yeah. Berlin," or yeah. "Hey, Japan, tomorrow we're going to drop H bombs on Nagasaki yeah, and Hiroshima." Make sure you get China. everyone out of the
0: hospitals and schools because we're 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 bombing tomorrow.
1: If if anything, I would say that from their standpoint, their their ideology regarding how to fight has evolved. Yeah. Thousands of times over, you know, over what people are accustomed to in terms yeah. of, you know, the guerrilla tactics that Hamas is, you know. If with. you think
0: about it, we're they're trying to go back to that noble, gentlemanly type of way of doing war. War is ugly no matter how you yeah. look at it. But if you can call ahead and say, hey, uh, there's some bad people in your building, I'm just letting you know that yeah. tomorrow at one o'clock the building's not going to be there anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. And that's <laughs> you know? a
1: story by itself. Why the Associated Press was sharing that. They now, need to, I get it. I get that. You know, journalists will be in the thick of it sometimes and they'll have operations in the thick of it. But at the same time, still makes you wonder. Yeah. It still makes you wonder. Yeah, but there's, nonetheless,
0: there's, there's going to be hearings about that. And very well. There should be, maybe nothing will come of it, but they should certainly have to answer some questions oh, as to yeah. why they're sharing spaces with, Known violent terrorists. But
1: I think that that would speak by itself. That would speak to the 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 beliefs and the ideology of the people that were in that associated press satellite branch. Because if I were working as a journalist in that branch, if I had the same beliefs that I do now and I knew that Hamas, which is not a military. No, they're not a military. They're not a Palestinian military. They're a terrorist group.
0: Yeah, they're they're guerrilla. Plain
1: and simple. They're a terrorist group. If I knew that, I would be like, hey, U.S., hey, IDF, guess what? You've got people in this building that I think you're looking for. Yeah. You know?
0: Is there a reward?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, I, I get that journalism tries to be neutral, but do you stay neutral when you see an innocent being, or when you see crimes being committed? Well,
0: there's ethics there. Yeah. Because if you're, if you... If you're about to witness a murder and you do nothing you do nothing to stop it simply so that you get the scoop yeah you're complicit in that yeah. murder yeah I, yeah you know what i mean or if you know that a kid is going to shoot up a school and you you wait outside with the school with your cameras yeah
1: and don't tell any about it you know what
0: you get where i'm do getting Do you know at.
1: that uh, not to get off topic but do you know did you ever see that movie with Jake Gyllenhaal? It was pretty recent. Um, basically, he plays a reporter, and he gets into this habit, or he gets into this, the, he gets to this place in his career where, in order to propel himself for, further, he starts instigating situations. So he's actually becoming complicit mm. in what's going on in order. So that, almost creating the stories. Yeah. Some, I I've not watched the whole thing. It's something I, it's, heard something about I, this. I don't it's, remember it's definitely it's called, a movie but... worth watching. Um, uh, let me see if I can look it up here just so that for futures reference while
0: you're um, looking that up. I think that's a good place to wrap it up. Um, look, look that up and I'll just pitch the Nightcrawler. Night. Yes. Yes. I, I saw that. I saw previews for that. Um, So at any rate, I encourage everyone to go back and listen to our previous episodes on the IDF and Hamas um, conflict Um, and all of our previous episodes. You can find us on Facebook, facebook facebook.com forward slash PA between the lines. You can find us on Twitter at the BTL podcast and you can visit our website at the BTL podcast.com. I really think that um, the point of this episode was just to kind of shed light on the fact that, yes, there's a ceasefire but that doesn't mean that the fighting is over. Um, Now we have the ripples um, of somebody threw a stone into a lake, um, and now we've got the ripples to deal with. Um, Hamas tossed some stones, and now we're seeing the ripples here in the United States. And I really just think, you know, keep your head on a swivel, I think is what what I'm getting at. Keep your head on a swivel, look out for your fellow uh, Americans. If you see things you don't like, Um, as much as it may be uncomfortable to do so, say something, especially if you have the means to defend yourself and others. Um, Obviously don't put yourself in harm's way um, for no reason. But, you know, honestly, the only way that we're going to get this stuff to stop is if we all stand together and say that we're not going to deal with it anymore. We're we're done. Um, So I think that's, I think that's the point of this episode. So everyone have a good week. Um, be good to each other. Uh, just respect each other. And if you see something, say something, uh, nothing, no, no, um, no detail is too insignificant. We've, we've just got to be vigilant right now and get out and renew your concealed carry permits. Seriously. (laughs) You know, just make sure that you're, uh, you're in a good place because it, it, I, I see some, some scary stuff, uh, you know the potential. Not I don't want to. I don't want to be you know, tinfoil hat kind of person. But I, there's a potential for some scary stuff to be coming down the pike, and I just want everyone to be prepared. Uh, so get out, renew your renew your concealed carry permits, buy some ammo, defend your fellow citizens, and just keep a level head. Keep your head on a swivel, and and just pay attention to what's going on. Uh, until next week, everyone just well sure. Yeah, I, I guess just. Just be and let others be. <laughs> All right. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.